Rick House Podcast. I'm Andrew Passaro in here with Yosef Brennan. Oh, I get to call you Yoey the whole episode now. Let's Yo-y. fucking go. Yoey, Yoey, Yoey. You're feel, so doughy. I feel like you would reply more quickly to Yoey than if I said Joey to you because you're not a Joey. No, I would not respond to you if you called me Joey. Yeah. Even though your Twitter handle, which you're using again, is at Joey Mutz. Yeah, catch me at Joey Mutz 93. Yeah, J O E Y M O Z Z 93. You know what I like? I like <laughs> peanut butter, hardcore, and gangster, gangster movies. movies. Guitars and who's the dial? Jossie Supreme. Anyway, welcome back to the Brickhouse. Can Brick I give people my Twitter? Oh, yeah. You're, you're kind of important, too. <laughs> At Andrew Pissarro, pretty easily. Pretty easy. Yeah. I'm pretty important to this podcast. I would say that, too, asshole. He's pretty easy. Yeah. I am pretty easy, too. Let's be real. All right. Well, welcome back to the Brickhouse pod. It's been quite a while. Yeah. It's so long since we last taped, but we're back here on a Sunday night doing it as we always do. Yeah. Even though we don't want to be here right now. I definitely don't want to be. I want to be literally anywhere that's not here. I want to be in a pool of... My own urine. God, it burns. Oh my god. Is it really? Yeah. It's a good burn though. No, yeah, it's a good burn. <laughs> oh my god. That's your what the fuck? What the fuck? Um peanut butter, of course. Oh, a pool of peanut butter actually sounds dope as shit. <laughs> yeah. If I could die anyway, I would choose drowning in a pool of peanut butter. Crunchy or smooth. <laughs> no, creamy. Hold on, hold disgusting, on. you sick fuck. Why creamy? Because crunchy is for fucking sadistic fucks. That's fair. All right. Touche. I feel like it would depend on how I was feeling that day. Like, imagine getting to choose which peanut butter you were going to die in. There are some days you're feeling crunchy, man. So I have both. That, that would be a really good nut. Okay. What's on the top of the queue? So recently I've been listening to the Big Thief album again. I, I wasn't big on it the first time I listened to it, but... Um, I don't think I've heard that. Upon well, they released two albums this year. So did a couple other people. Yes, one, one of which we'll mention later in the podcast. Correct. Call that a tease in the industry. Yeah, yeah. Big Thief. They have released two albums this year, and I, I slept on them for a while. But UFOF is is a banger. Um, definitely check it out. It's really good, like acoustic indie, electric indie. It's good indie music. What are you been listening to, sir? You know, seasons right around. The best season of the year. Hanukkah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, best time of the year is definitely Hanukkah. Uh, yeah, tis the season. I'm kind of wearing, wearing a little festive crew neck right now. Yeah, with um, some pong balls, some cups, some, uh, some, just some black in there. Some, yeah. Some snow. There's yeah. some snow on your shirt. Yeah, there is some snow on my shirt. But Frosty the Snowman by the Ronettes came on a couple weeks ago, and I've been banging out to that a little bit. Uh, it's not actually weeks ago. I watched, I rewatched Goodfellas because it's a great film and I love it. And it's possibly the best movie of all time. Old take. Still going to say the best Christmas song is DMX's Rudolph the Red Nosed Ranger. It is an all time slap. That, that's an amazing. Yeah. Don't forget about it. Don't, don't sleep on it. People forget that that exists. Yeah. It's a, it's a national treasure. I'm really glad that DMX didn't do anything to get canceled. Yes. I, I would like that track to be put into the United States Congressional Archives, the Library of Congress, that song belongs there. 100%. 100%. Okay, good. Glad we're on the same page. Also, it was Jimi Hendrix's birthday recently, and I've been listening to a lot of Jimi Yes, and that. Chet Baker shared a birthday with Jimi Hendrix. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. As so did my grandfather. Really? Yeah. Happy birthday. Uh, to your grandfather. It's the other grandfather. Oh, well, happy birthday to him, too. Yeah, him, too. Yeah. yeah. So we went to a concert recently. 
new venue for us. So we're gonna talk about the venue. We'll talk about the we'll talk about the show. Actually, I was there before, and I didn't realize. Oh, it. I was there before. I'm so special. We were at the venue Sony Hall in Midtown. Yeah, it's on Forty Sixth and like Eighth. Yeah, something like that. Cool, cool venue. I was really impressed. You were? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. You gave it a nine out of ten rating. No, I gave it a seven out of ten. Oh, you're right. Yeah, get your facts straight. Okay. Get some facts and come back and see me. The coat check was awful, I will say. Exactly. That. Would you give a coat check like that, 9 out of 10? No, I wouldn't. Fuck no. No. Getting out of the venue was impossible. It was easier for me. You know yeah. why? Because I didn't check my coat. Right, okay. But I thought the sound was really good. Oh, the, no, even they blew out the monitor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I gave it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. They get good artists. I thought once the music started, it the acoustically it was pretty good. But correct, yeah, and the, the security they were cool, they were fine, they weren't yeah. dicks. No, nope. you know? it's in like the basement, which was interesting. I think that's what the the concert was kind of short. I think too. All right, we saw Freddie Gibbs. I, I don't feel like we'd mentioned that. We oh saw yeah, we didn't. Yeah. yeah, so we went to Sunny Hall. We saw Benny the Butcher, who wasn't on the, the building. Yeah, we saw Conway the Machine, who, who was, was in the building. He was really good. And I we saw the other guy who wasn't that good. Cousin Stiz. Oh, that was the worst rap performance I've seen live in my life. No, I've seen much worse. Uh, would you count our boy from Scranton as worse? No. That would be... Wiccafay's Spring Eternal, who released, I think, two new songs recently. Oh, yeah. And he's going on a few tour dates. We saw him in a coffee shop on like a Friday night in college. Yeah, I think it was his first show ever. Yeah, it was not great. And then he went to go open for Lil Peep on the tour that Lil Peep died on. Yes. Anyways, going back to Cousins, I thought Cousins says was awful. Like he was kept being like this, doing this whole like, let me tell you about my life story, and here's just another song about drugs and trying to rap. Hoes and bitches. Hoes and bitches, and I'm gonna be the best rapper around. Look, I mean, unless you're Pusha T, you gotta give me a little bit something else. <laughs> yeah. I, I need a little bit more substance. Depth. Yeah. 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 A little more chutzpah. Yeah, exactly. I was and, and his crowd interactions were just awful. It felt rehearsed. And it's like, you should read the room. Like when you ask people to put up their cell phones and fifteen people and like a what was that fifteen hundred people in that venue? when like fifteen to thirty people put up their cell phones, maybe just just chill. Just chill out, man. And then the DJ got into it like Yeah. DJ come on guys. It just, was it just was not good. Get Freddie up on here. But Conway the Machine and Benny the Butcher are officially on my twenty twenty artists to watch list. If you have the opportunity to go see them live, do it. Benny was really good. Benny's actually playing in New York on a Saturday, December twenty first. I'm gonna Try I think to they're get both tickets. Buffalo rappers. They are both Buffalo rappers. They've done some stuff together. They've been around for a while. Benny's album, Plugs I Met, it's like seven songs. You have 20 minutes. Listen to it. It's really good. He's got a bunch of good Really good on. wordplay. Really good samples and rhymes. And really good features, too. Like, pushes on a track or two, actually. But go see Benny the Butcher. That's, yeah, and yeah. Conway, too. Conway was He was very really good. good. Yeah. He was really good. And But then Freddie came out. And that's obviously why we, you know, he put out... Bandana, bandana with Mad Lib. And so we I was disappointed that we didn't get Mad Lib DJing for the show. That would have been fucking sick. Fire, yeah. But, but he had his he had his boy Ralph who was shitting on the he entire gave time. Ralph, I felt like I didn't know he he made fun of the DJ so much. I've never been at a show like But like if you watch Freddie Gibbs social, mm-hmm. like you could you can understand that he's just he's just ripping on everyone. Ralph. Yeah, he yeah. rips on everyone. His Instagram is quite possibly it's probably one of the wildest things I'll see in my day. Yeah. Yeah. Like today, I, th- I think I saw someone get murdered on yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe two people. Uh, yeah. We also there was also the video of that naked guy falling out of that window. Who and was, there was yeah. the naked guy with like the six titties, and he like yeah. titty slapped a girl in the face <laughs> yes. with his titties, not her titties. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Can I say that on this podcast? I'm gonna f- it out. Yeah, okay. Not on my watch. But it's okay for Freddie to have. It. Yeah. yeah. Um. Wild man. Wild. Do not stop Freddie Gibbs. No. Also, never open a Freddie Gibbs Instagram story around your mother. Or at work. Or at work. You have no idea. Definitely not safe for work. Not like, yeah, you need to be at home. But his rapping abilities. Amazing. Yeah, top notch. I think that was one of the best hip hop shows I've been to in the sense of guy going out there and doing wordplay. He went off mic probably one third of the time that he was uh, he was performing where, I mean, we're talking like straight end of eight mile where he's just spitting with on rhythm with nothing behind him. Fuck a beat, I go a cappella. Fuck a pop a dot, fuck a clock, fuck a trailer, fuck everybody. Yeah, dude is, is super, super talented. It, he came out, he came out in a kith bathrobe with a hood on it, and then he was shirtless underneath. And then he took it off. Yeah, he's he got, Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, it was best song that I think he played, uh, that I enjoyed. Crime pays was awesome. Thuggin. Thuggin. What was the song that he kept giving a shit for because we weren't being loud enough for it? Oh, was it um, fucking up the count? Yeah. Was that it? Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. He was interacting with the crowd a lot. This kid in front of us was trying to give him shit about the Bears, and he like they were about to play. I think they was right about when they were about to play "Crime Pays," and he like made the DJ stop and was like, "Yo, I ain't trying to talk football today." <laughs> but but I think he said that's my word that we're not allowed to say. Like yeah. Trubisky is my. Yeah, he stood up for his man, which I, I, I thought was, that, I, th- yeah. I thought it was hilarious. He didn't play Palm Olive. That's fine. It's fine. Like I, I, I had it's, a great time. Palm Olive's probably in my top ten of the year of song. Like the dude is such a talented rapper that like I didn't I didn't even need to hear that song to be wowed by the night. Apparently Kevin Durant was at the show. Are you serious? Yeah, apparently he was in one of those side boxes and we like missed it because we were so dialed in on the crowd. Holy fuck. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to mention which show, but he was on a, a rap radio show in New York mm-hmm. and he said that Palm Olive is one of his favorite songs right now. So me and Kevin Durant definitely went home a little disappointed that night. Yeah, probably. That's pretty cool. I'm, I'm in for that. We've got a couple news stories. Are you familiar with the band Sugar Ray? I believe so, yes. Yeah, okay, cool. I was going to say Pretty Fly, Fly for a White Guy, but that's The Offspring. Yes, wrong band. Very different bands. Wrong 90s band. Very different bands. Although both... They had did, similar haircuts. Similar haircuts. So it was reported that Mark McGrath, the lead singer of... Sugar Ray. It's Mark McGrath from the band Sugar Ray. Recorded a two and a half minute video for a couple to break up. How much did it the, cost? A hundred dollars, and he'll it? record a short video. Dude, I I could give him a hundred dollars. Show me the money. Well, what what is he willing to do for a hundred dollars? How desperate is this man for money? I don't like. I know that this this service has been around for a little while, and like other celebrities are using it. So it's like, it makes sense. It'll they only have to like record like a quick thing where it's like, oh, you know, imagine if I like paid for mac demarco to send you a happy birthday video he would do it for free yeah so i could pay mr mcgrath a hundred dollars and he would record a video of like i don't doing grace before christmas for me yeah i think i think i think they can like turn down it if it's like uncomfortable i don't i would imagine there's some sort of so if he's practicing hindu he won't do it 
Uh, maybe. I don't know. Anyways, someone paid $100 for Mark McGrath to break up with their significant other. Number one, how much of a pussy are you to not break up with your significant other face-to-face? 100%. Or if it's a long distance, a phone call. Correct, yeah. Like, that's a... Number two, how funny is it that... (laughs) Let's say you're the other what party. What if the other person didn't know Mark McGrath? Like, yeah. what if they didn't know Sugar Ray? Like, you paid out this. They paid this random guy with with a bunch of Botox, a hundred dollars. Yeah, who's this blonde out. asshole yeah. breaking up with me? It's a bad look for McGrath or for oh, the guy. I mean, McGrath made a hundred bucks. Like, I like if you said, "Hey, man, for a hundred dollars, will you leave a, ves- a message for my girlfriend so that I can break up with her?" I'd do it for a hundred dollars. But like, how like how how like strict for this for money is this guy that he's that is doing a, i mean sugar ray hasn't released the track since like but there's sugar ray like they release like banging songs they have then. four banging songs but like they're still banging songs it, it's like every morning when it's over fly fly and that other one yeah and someday that was yeah, it just yeah. three yeah okay. no it, no it's every morning fly someday and when it's over i don't know when it's over Look, Sugar Ray, fine. They have millions of hits on Spotify, but they're they're not making a ton of bread off that. No, you only make what we like should, six dollars off a million should, views. We should pay him a hundred dollars to record the intro to the podcast in anticipation that he would listen to the podcast and then want to join the podcast. Do you think he would do it? I mean, I think if we paid him a hundred dollars, be like, hey guys, what's up? This is Mark McGrath. You're listening to the Brickhouse podcast, brought to you by this. I don't I don't know why I wouldn't. To be honest, I don't want Mark McGrath on this podcast. I I would. For very specific topics. Like, we only call him in on, like, certain things. Like, I don't want Mark McGrath to give us the top 20 bangers of the decade like we did last episode, which, by the way, if you haven't listened to, go listen to. I would ask him best ways to break up with a chick. Yeah. and He was really nice in the video. Yeah. Do you think in his top five he would include paying $100 to Mark McGrath to break up with a girlfriend? I think the man is just trying to make money. Yeah. All right, so here's here's the spin I wanted to put on this. If you were going to use this service to like send a message to someone, not necessarily break up, but who would you like to pay $100 to send a video message to? Which celebrity would you want? That's a good question. I think out of musicians, I would have Freddie Gibbs yeah. be the person. Just because he, he would be, be unrelenting. It would be so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that person would never talk to me ever again. <laughs> actor, actor, I'd probably say Shia LaBeouf. Just do it. <laughs> Just break up with him. Do it! Just do it! I would want that motivational sent to me. Uh, all right, I got two, but both of mine are kind of from movies. I want Joe Pesci from Goodfellas. Like, like... I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? And then I'd want Jules from Pulp Fiction. Does he look like a bitch? What? Does he look like a bitch? Say what? Say Say, what again? Say what again? I dare you, motherfucker. Do I look like a bitch? What does Marcellus Wallace look like? Yeah, I feel like either of those would be great. All right, uh, I have some bad news. The AMAs. This is our last music story, and then we're going to do a couple more things. The 2019 AMAs awarded Taylor Swift Artist of the Decade. I think we should start a riot. We're not going to because we're too lazy. But that's that's the biggest shit I've heard in my entire life. And we might go to jail. Yeah, I. You know, we did our top five songs that we want to listen to before we die. I don't really. I mean, 
starting a riot because of Taylor Swift winning Artist of the Year. I mean, it kind there's of, a lot of better things to start a riot over. One hundred percent. It's it's almost rideable. Borderline. Borderline, yes. Like the new Tame Impala song. Like the old Tame Impala song, the new one, which is much better. Okay. It might be time. Relax. All right. So, who would you actually give Artist of the Decade to? That's a really good question. It could, it could go to several people. Uh, some could say Kanye. I don't, I don't think it's Kanye. I don't think he put out enough content. I He did put out enough uh, content, but not... Well, with all the albums he produced, yeah. Quality. Uh, I mean, some people could say Kanye, but I would not say Kanye. I think you still have a case, because you still got My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. We're going to do top 10 albums of the decade. That's going to be very high near the list. Life of Pablo, still really good. Mm-hmm. Jesus King, Ye. On um, the album with Kid Cudi. Watch the Throne. Watch the Throne. The album with Pusha T. The album for Nas. Yeah. And so, then a bunch of other tracks. He did a lot of really good shit. You could say Drake. You could definitely say Drake. Drake ruled the Billboard Top 100 for the decade. If you go on the indie route, you could say Mac DeMarco. You could say Kevin Parker. You could say Mark Ronson. What about Dan Arbuck? That's he, a good he, one, too. Like, I mean, he loses some cred for that absolutely horrendous blue album that they put out. Yeah. That a, shit fucking sucked. Yeah. But he did a solo album. He did the Arcs album. He did a lot of. He, he produced brothers, a lot of really good shit. He produced a lot. He did produce some uh, Cage Elephant shit, which I was I wasn't too fond of. Right. You could say Dan Arbuck, but I think I think I'd say Kendrick Lamar. I think Kendrick is probably who I'd put because even though he's not releasing shit like you know Bang Bang Bang, when he releases an album, you listen to it over and over and over again. It's it's, it's an quality stuff. Yeah, it's an exactly. all like I mean. Everything from good, I mean, Good Kid is amazing to Pimp a Butterfly, Damn, which got put into the Library of Congress. Yeah. Damn was put into the Library of Congress. Uh, one of the, I think it might be Damn. No, no it might I, have been. To Pimp a Butterfly. To Pimp a Butterfly. That makes more sense. That. Yeah, I got those two mixed up. He was given the presidential award for for writing. And Obama said that, um, and Obama said that, um, and Obama said that, um, Obama said how much a dollar cost was his favorite song of that year. High praise from, from Mr. Obama. He always puts out a good end-of-the-year list. I'm excited to see yeah. what he has this year. Yeah, I, I do like those quite a lot. I would agree with you. I mean, J. Cole, too. Cole put out a lot of shit, and now he's doing the production thing, too. He went platinum with no features. Yes. I would still take Kendrick. You know I'm Kendrick over Cole always, but Rihanna, Beyonce, any shout? I mean, Rihanna, a lot of really good shit. Beyonce... I'm not on Team Beyonce, but... No, Team Rihanna. But Beyonce, still a good artist. Still put out a lot of really good shit, but I'll take Rihanna over her. But yeah, I'm going Kendrick, 100%. I'll ride with you on that. You know, fuck it. I'm going to go Kanye, just to be different. (laughs) We have a year-end special coming. We're going to talk about all of our favorite shit, and it's going to be like a super long episode. We're getting there, but we're gonna. there's a couple topics that we'll break off before that and maybe save for the new year as well. Top rapper of the year. There's this is a, a very, very tough this conversation. Is a very tough conversation. Um, as we mentioned earlier, Mr. Freddie Gibbs released a banging album, Bandana, mm-hmm. uh, produced by Mad Lip. Last year, I believe he released two, if not three albums. It may have been an album and two mixtapes, but he had a great year in 2018. Andrew, what did you think of, of Mr. Gibbs um, in the year 2019? Well, uh, 2019 was my discovery of Freddie Gibbs. So I, I like I remember waiting in anticipation for, I think Crime Pays came out before the album dropped. And I was like, this. you showed me, and it was like, this slaps. And I went and listened to a bunch of his shit. And I remember exactly where I was the first time I listened to that album. Well, like listening to Bandana, like what I was doing, all of that. That was a great album. 
There's one you liked a lot, and that was Denzel Curry with Zoo. Great album. I, I I wouldn't say he's the best rapper, but he has really good flow, and his lyrics are very um very relatable. Even Corday put out that album, The Lost Boy, that we liked. I thought that was like a he's definitely a guy I'm gonna be keeping an eye on for. Uh, we had the Schoolboy Q album, which was okay. Do you classify Igor as a rap album? I don't. Mm. You could say it's a rap album. There are rap elements in it. JPEG Mafia had a good album this year. There's some. There's a guy I want to bring up. Well, there's there's there is the Dreamville album, which is a collaboration produced by set up by J Cole that has a lot of really good shit on it. Two two rappers on that album, which. We are going to argue for rapper of the year, one of which is the baby and the other, which is J. Cole. The baby put out two albums this year that I thought were really like they all right, might not have been the best like track one to track end album, but it did like there were a ton of bangers. I was really impressed with both of them. The baby's first album, like the whole I think I said this on the podcast. You could just put that on at a, at a party the whole time. All, like the whole thing is like a banger going baby on baby. Babysitter with Offset slaps really hard. And then he put out Kirk. He followed it up in the same year with an album that arguably slapped harder. And then was also featured on the Dreamville. And if you haven't watched the Bop mixed... mixed uh, if you the Bop on Broadway? If you haven't watched the Bop, the, the music video for that... Was that filmed in Brooklyn? I think we determined... I don't know if we figured out where that was filmed. I could see it being filmed in Brooklyn. But that, that was really good. Very good case for Rapper of the Year. Mm-hmm. But also on Dreamville, J. Cole. My argument is J. Cole is the best rapper of the year. He did not put out an album, but the songs he released and the features he was on make a very strong case for him being rapper of the year. Middle Child, the song he released. Um, the London. The London, being on Young Thug's track. The shit he did on the Dreamville album. And don't forget, a lot. I know it came out in 2018, but it blew up. 2019 he also had the song with uh gangstar exactly thank you thank you for backing up my case i'm still pat i'm still mad that you it took you two weeks to tell me that gangstar put out put out a new song and you didn't tell me for two weeks like i'm i'm still still not over that like emotionally so call us in at 917-725-0616 let us know who you think your best rapper of the year is J. Cole, the baby, or someone I think, else. I think it has to be I think it has to be the baby. Yeah. He put out he burst onto the scene. Like, if he's not best album of the if he's not rapper of the year, he's the like rookie of the year with like without a doubt. Well, he's been around for a while. But he's he had albums before this. Popped off this year. Yeah, true. Very he true. like emerged onto the scene. Well, people will respond to our Instagram post mm-hmm. of who who's the better rapper of the year, J. Cole or the baby. I mean, does J. Cole have a, a diamond version of Stewie Griffin? Because the baby does. J. Cole doesn't need it because he's a selfless man. That's fair. I mean, I'm not I'm not talking about like best ever of all time. We're just saying I think this year the baby had a great year. You heard it right here. I hope in 2020 more than anything we got a Kendrick album. I feel like it's time. It's coming. He he's always working on shit. Yeah. We need another one. Uh, speaking of top things, we did our top five songs about money on Instagram a couple weeks ago. We're going to keep those top five Tuesdays coming at you the best we can. So I agree with the list that I put out, but I also put a playlist together on Spotify. I'll share it on the Instagram. It was a banging playlist, I have to say. It's Every track is about cash. Yeah. I, I will bills, say I forgot paper. 
a milli. <laughs> I forgot a milli was about money, to be honest. Would you put that in your top five? Um, it might have made number five, yeah. What about Paid in Full by Eric B. and Kim? You're right. That would be number five. A milli may be number six. I'm also shocked we were going through the playlist. Joe didn't. Joe's never heard of the Junior Mafia before. Sorry, not sorry. Like... How, how, how am I, like, I never educate you on, like, music. No, you never stump me. Like, well, that's not true, but it's seldom, not, very it's seldom. very seldom. So, for me to get a, a, get one over you, Junior Mafia, uh, get money. You're not going to forget that, are you? Never. Never. <laughs> Dude, that used to come on, when I used to work retail, that was, like, on at least once a day. At, at bare minimum. Great track. Great track. Which album is that on? It's off Junior Mafia's album, which came out in like '95. Okay, and that's Biggie and Lil Kim, and there's another rapper in there too. Lil Kim, you could say, is the best female rapper of all time. Yeah, you can make that argument. All right, let's talk about our top five for the week before we call it a day. Top five Christmas movies. Bah, humbug. I'm gonna start with number one. Mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life's all-time choice. Knew you were gonna go black and white because you're old school like that. Um, I haven't seen that one in a while, but iconic movie jimmy stewart all-time classic if i was gonna i'm not gonna put a black and white movie on this one but i would counterpoint with miracle on 34th street also great my mom watched that yesterday yeah, yeah. i have one i have one on my list that i watch with my mom every christmas and also uh think about one of our favorite long island bands simple sampling um it's a wonderful life in one of their songs scout boys no 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 state lines Track five into track six on Hoffman Manor. Is it really? Yes, Garvey. Uh, let me live again, Clarence. Oh, I right, want to live again. Right, right, yes. My number one is The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. That's a great movie. And Tim Allen is... The, the best thing about Tim Allen is he knows how to be funny to both children and adults in ways that like you as like a five, six, seven-year-old laugh about, but then once you like get a little older, you real, you interpret the humor in an entirely different way, but it's still like okay to put your kid in front of Love Tim Allen. Home Improvement, all-time show for me as a kid. So Santa Claus is great, is up there. Number two for me, mm-hmm. Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. Oh, wow. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? Merry Christmas. Dinner was full. I'm going to go Elf. That's a great one. Yeah. Hyster- like the best thing about Elf is it's Will Ferrell being Will Ferrell. You can watch that movie in July yeah. and enjoy it, enjoy it. Also, that's young Zoe Deschanel as his future wife. As I have a, a funny story about Elf. Yeah, that's my number three. Yeah, um, and as we talked about in the last episode, um, a few January thirty first. What are they just called? New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. A few <laughs> New Year's Eves ago, uh, Mr. Andrew came over and watched Black Dynamite. I used to work in an FYE, and when I bought Black Dynamite. I put it in the player. And what movie played? Elf. Elf. <laughs> the DVDs were like compact together. So I got two DVDs for the price of one. That's sick. Yeah, I know. That's a, that's an awesome. That's a great combo. That's a, I, would, I would buy that right now, but I have Elf in my room right now. So we're fine. Uh, my number three, I'll go with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the claymation one. Uh, with with the the elf who wants to become a dentist and the Isle of Misfit Toys, the Isle of Misfit Toys, and Burrow Lives, and Burrow Lives as a snowman, um, those movies are dope. I like. There is nothing better than sitting on your couch on like a snowy day, 
watching those movies with Christmas cookies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A nice blanket. Nice blanket. No responsibilities or worries. A crackling fire in the background. Mm-hmm. Some the, crack in the background. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a great time. <laughs> uh, we're up to number four, right? Yes. Uh, Home Alone with Joe Pesci. That's mine too. And the guy with the... Uh, yeah. The, yeah. McCulkin. Yes. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin. It's weird now, like, watching, like, eight-year-old McCulkey Culkin. Macaulay Culkin? Yeah. Live his life, like, going to the grocery store and getting all the, like, frozen meals and shit. It was... It's a classic. And The Wet Bandits is quite possibly one of the best, like... I know people have been using the Wet Bandits for like their intramural team or their fantasy football team. It's such an innocuous, funny, good name. That's well, that movie's great. And and number five, yeah, for you. All right, number five. Uh, my number five is Christmas with the Cranks. That's a good one. Is that? That's not Tim Allen, too. Is I think it, it is. Yeah. Is it? I think it's Tim Allen. No. Yeah, it's the guy, Tim Allen. I think um, the guy from Cheech and Chong is in it, too. Not Tommy Chong, but the other guy, Cheech. Cheech Marin? Yeah, it is Tim Allen, and it's Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, and the Cheech guy. And Cheech Dan Marin. Aykroyd's in it. And Cheech Marin. Cheech Marin. That, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen that once. I have it on DVD, yeah. and we watch it every Christmas. Yeah, my mom and I watch White Christmas with Bing Crosby. Oh, that's a great one. Every Christmas. The color version or the Co- black and white color version? version. Okay. Going back to, like... Me being in high school. My sister has kind of hijacked it, a, a, a little bit of it, but it was my mom and I first. So I watch that every Christmas. That movie is great. The music in it, 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 music in it is incredible. But I, there's like a couple movies I wanted to put in here. And what were they? Die Hard. Some will say it's not a Christmas movie, but it definitely is. It takes place during Christmas. It, it affects a major part of the plot. Christmas Story? Is that in there? Never been my favorite. No? The only thing that's good from that movie is... You'll shoot your eye out, kid. I remember in, like, middle school watching that in, like, segments. And, like, we would watch, like, 30 minutes of it every... Every... uh, during Because it was on all day. No, we would watch it in, like, middle school during lunch. And we would get to watch 30 minutes at a time for, like, the whole week. And that's how long it took us to watch the movie. Not a great movie. Not a great movie. But it was on every year. Uh, I could... Make the argument about the we talked about that Ronnie Spector song from Goodfellas. I could make the the Christmas scenes in Goodfellas are great. I I, I also I think I always watch Goodfellas right around Christmas because it's a long movie. It's it's a nice Christmas it's, it's wholesome a, yeah, family movie. It bring it really brings the whole family together. Yeah, I go home and get your fucking shine box. Santa Claus is coming to town. The animation version of that one. It's a little weird, but it's always a classic. No, that's a good one. It's I like that one. one. Yeah, I, I prefer the Heat Miser and the Ice Guy. Oh, that's uh, the Year Without a Santa Claus. Yeah, that, that's a really good that's one. That's a good one too. And the songs in that are great. Oh, they're fantastic. Call us in and let us know what your favorite Christmas <laughs> movies are. Nine one seven seven two five zero six one six. Thank you, Andrew, for always holding down the phone number. All right, brick pick of the week. We're on this little Christmas vibe here. We might as well keep it going. Um, a year ago. I Made think I'm stated the most blasphemous thing I've ever heard anyone say. Yeah, ever. I think you can catch me saying that I hate the Paul McCartney Christmas song "Wonderful Christmas Time." Yes, but here I am at the checkout counter at whatever store I was at a few a few days ago, 
and what comes on over the loudspeaker. It was a few days after we taped that episode. No, it was like literally a few days before today. Yeah, but also you recanted this statement already once in the podcast, but I will make you recant it every single day okay. because it's a blast. All right, well, I fucked up, all right? I Forgive me of my sins, Father. <laughs> I have sinned. It's been X amount of months since I've been to confession. Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney is an all-time slap of a Christmas song. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you for your service. I'm sorry, Father. <laughs> so that's our Brick Pick of the Week. Go, go. That song's so hard. <laughs> right that song is that song fucks that song does fuck how many babies were made listening to that song all of them from september how many paul mccartney babies were made listening to that song i think of uh, think about all the par- paul mccartney babies there are in general i don't even know does he have kids no i mean like think about all the times that paul mccartney's music was in the background where children were conceived you're talking about the beatles you're talking about wings you're talking about paul mccartney and you're talking about one for Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if I had like a sex playlist, because I definitely don't, <laughs> but I would totally put one for Christmas time on that playlist. <laughs> and like, if, if, if she's like, you know, you all in the mood, and then all of a sudden that comes on, she's going to be like, what the fuck? And I'll be like, yeah, you know it. You know it. Does that, does that only get put into the playlist during December in this hypothetical playlist, or is this year-round? All year-round, baby. Because I can understand Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce, but I can't understand that. You ever hear Christmas in July? Well, try Christmas in April. <laughs> Christmas is great, whatever. To our Merry Christmas. Good Christmas. Good Christmas. Good Christmas. Get the fuck out of here. Catch you next episode. Bye-bye.